Welcome to Plant Stories. The modern, the old, and the crazy in between. has been used for approximately 4,000 years as a healing and spiritual herb. That one's a fact! And that brings us into today's episode, Sandalwood. Yeah, so sandalwood smells really great. I don't know if you've ever smelled sandalwood. Only as an essential oil. Well, that's one of its most common uses, yeah, but it's... Mm. It smells good. Sandalwood incense? Mm. Mm-hmm. The bomb. So, sandalwood is considered any semi-parasitic plant of the santalum family, also known as santalaceae. Santalaceae? Did you right. say parasitic plant? Semi-parasitic. But we're going to get okay, to that. Okay. We're going to get to it. Uh, there are... About 10 species of this plant, but the one we're primarily going to focus on today is the white or true sandalwood, which is like considered the most fragrant sandalwood. Some other sandalwoods are also used in the production of what we know as like sandalwood essential oils or, you know, even like sandalwood incenses and things, but typically they're not true sandalwood uh and true sandalwood's latin name is santalum album so the santalum family also houses mistletoe so that might also be where you hear the family name santalum and it kind of makes sense because like santa yeah very christmasy themed (laughs) <laughs> but I don't think that was its original intention. As far as I can tell, the, those things aren't related, but they just happen to coexist and help you remember names of stuff. So mm-hmm. this is different. This is Santalum album, which is known as the kind of like original sandalwood tree. These plants are thought to have been native to australia and probably traveled via ocean currents or migratory birds and now they can be found in parts of australia throughout southeast asia and islands of the south pacific such as the philippines and hawaii so it's an evergreen tree it typically grows to a height of about 10 meters or 33 feet and boasts these leathery leaves in pairs usually one on each side of the stem And these trees are pretty typically slow growing. They can take about 30 years to reach full maturity. Typically, they have to be at least 15 years old or so to harvest the oil and longer to harvest wood. So the older the tree, the better the quality of the oil and the wood. And typically a tree's quality is measured by its heartwood. So that's kind of the wood at the very center of the tree. And that would be where a lot of the oil or, you know, fragrance kind of collects. 
it's because of this long maturity time the plant pretty easily gets over harvested so a lot of times it has to be heavily regulated in its native regions especially for sale and the other reason that that happens is because both the tree and its roots contain this kind of prized sandalwood oil it's usually yellow and kind of heavily aromatic and unlike the smells of some other types of oil or wood it's known to last for many years and so it's because it's in both the tree itself and its roots that usually when you harvest the tree you take the entire tree so like roots and all you rip that up out of the ground and so pretty quickly it can get really over harvested it's considered hemi parasitic so what that basically means is that the plant spreads its roots really wide and then uses what's called root grafting, which is when one plant's roots form connections with a host plant and exchange nutrients. So instead of replacing another plant's roots or like fully attaching to another plant, it kind of like grows over another plant and then grows with it so that they're connected and they're able to exchange nutrients that way. And so in this case, the sandalwood tree, it uses both its own photosynthesis as well as this nutrient exchange to survive. And it does significantly better and grows significantly uh, larger and fuller and more effectively if it has both of these things working at once they can very easily die or very susceptible to disease and other things if it's missing the root grafting aspect so is this like another tree right so it attaches to other trees uh, and it just attaches at the roots so it's not like if you think of like an orchid, orchids usually grow, you know, kind of like on the tree, even though orchids aren't really parasitic. But, you know, it will grow on the tree itself or even mistletoe is parasitic. So it grows on the tree itself. This is more the trees can be next to each other. But what will actually happen is that underground, the roots of the sandalwood tree will be attached to the roots of another type of tree. And they'll exchange nutrients. Which is actually common in other types of trees, though, as well, and can help with a host of things like trees protecting each other, kind of like from disease. One day mm -hmm. we'll have an episode where we talk about how trees communicate with each other, which is kind of crazy. Oh, so but not today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not today. But, you know, it, it gives this tree an advantage to survive in a lot of places and makes it a little bit more hardy in a way. Well, that helps because it's so sought after. Yeah, it's very popular. So wood and oil from the Santilla album plant is considered one of the most valuable species of wood in the world. And part of the reason for that is, again, compared to other sandalwood plants, this one typically has the most oil content of all the species. So it tends to be the one that people are most likely to go after and will yield the most money and prices are estimated to range from around 850 dollars to two thousand dollars us dollar 
uh, per kilogram, depending on the quality of the wood and where it comes from and all that jazz. Yeah. I guess I do pay a lot for a little bottle of essential oils. (laughs) Well, and it's also true that real genuine essential oils tend to be more expensive. It's really easy to create artificial scents. So a lot of times people buy, you know, like a box of essential oils and they cost them like, you know, $8 or something. And you're like, great. But more than likely, a lot of those are more artificial scents or they're very diluted original scents with like other things in them to make the scent a little stronger. So, gen, you know, this is the price of genuine 100% sandalwood kind of thing. Um, and oftentimes you'll find like really genuine essential oils tend to be a little bit more expensive because it's putting the plants through the distilling process and then having enough to kind of, you know, give you some in a bottle, which can be a lot and a costly process. I've looked into trying to make essential oils myself and it is not cheap. So, you know, like you said, in the Middle East, sandalwood has been used for thousands of years, approximately about 4,000 years. It's been both a healing and spiritual herb. So in Hindu practices, uh, sandalwood, which is sometimes also referred to as chandan, hopefully I'm saying that right, because it was originally written in Sanskrit and I had to translate it, um, (laughs) is used when worshiping the god Shiva. And it's actually believed that uh, Lakshmi, so the goddess, resides in the sandalwood tree itself. Hmm. So in that way, it kind of has this important spiritual connection. Burning the sandalwood is really common to purify a space. So oftentimes in like religious spaces or sometimes in the home, kind of similar to like Palo Santo or even Sage, you know, they kind of use it to clear out a space. And often a paste made from sandalwood oil is dabbed on a person's forehead to bring them closer to the divine. So it's believed that the oil itself kind of has this very divine association with it. And so people put it, you know, specifically on their foreheads to bring it kind of like to the forefront of their mind is the idea. Mm -hmm. It's also used in a lot of religious ceremonies, things like weddings and stuff like that. They'll actually burn the sandalwood to surround smoke with newlyweds and Uh, It's part of a lot of religious ceremonies. It is mentioned in some of the earliest Hindu scriptures. And it's also believed to stimulate the base chakra, which helps with trust and self-identity, which I think kind of comes with the idea of like being in tune with the divine, you know, kind of like finding your true self or your higher self. In Buddhism... Sandalwood is commonly used to help access one's divine nature during meditation and achieve maximum awareness and relaxation. So it's part of why it's like... It sounds like a good marketing line. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's their primary kind of like incense. It's like what they burn a lot of times, 
when they're actually, you know, practicing meditating. And it's kind of believed to bring you to that space where you can fully achieve that calm that you need to meditate properly. And some Buddhists consider it one of the three fragrances most important to practicing Buddhism along with aloes, wood, and cloves, which are also known as the lotus group. So it would be the three of them, sandalwood, aloes, wood, and cloves. That's the lotus group. And it definitely seems to be very, very popular for that purpose. There's a lot of areas where Buddhism and Hinduism um, are very common practice, tend to be huge consumers of sandalwood. Sandalwood is also one of the incenses that's allowed to be used in Islam and seems to sell the most around Ramadan, where the powdered wood is used a lot. Like the powdered wood as like a form of incense? Yeah, but also to like make paste, kind of similar to... Okay, for anointing. They do, yeah. And the sandalwood tree is also considered an important tree in Korean shamanism because it was the tree that gods used to come to earth. And beneath that tree, that's how like sacred spaces were established. And in a lot of ways, it's considered a tree of life of sorts. It kind of was what brought life to the planet in very old school Korean shamanism. There's a whole lore about it. If you are interested in reading that, I decided that I did not want to truly dive into that this time. One, because it's a very long story, and two, because it required a lot more research on my part. Sorry, I'm lazy. What can I say? You can only dive so deep. It's all right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, but it's, it's, you know, I think we think of it as popular in places, you know, like India and, you know, like I said, the Middle East. And then it's also very popular in places like China and Japan and, you know, Korea, where it was also used oftentimes as a kind of consumable good, especially in more like spiritualistic practices. I had never looked up what was in Nag Champa incense. It's sandalwood. That makes sense. <laughs> it's like the most popular. Yeah, it is. It's pretty it's pretty up there. Honestly, you're gonna think this is ridiculous, but I got this I the idea for this episode because I was watching someone's skincare routine and I was like, oh sandalwood. Were they using like the oil for their skin? Yes. Hmm. So, you know, that's some of the other benefits of sandalwood. I tried to Google like sandalwood and perfume and like a million results came up with sandalwood (laughs) perfume. So sandalwood has been a popular perfume, yeah, for a long, long time. Talking about like Egyptian cultures, you know, like East Asian cultures, all kinds of people recognize that sandalwood was not only a good scent, but a very long lasting scent. And kind of the really nice thing about that is that because sandalwood lasts so long, it has the ability to 
bond with some of these other more volatile scents and help them last longer as well. So that's made it a very popular perfume, you know, home incense, whatever you want to scent, you know that this will last a long time. You know, even like rubbing the oil on like wooden boxes or something like that where it can kind of absorb that scent. The scent is known to last for years, sometimes even decades. And so it's very popular for that specifically. Traditionally in Ayurvedic medicine, which as far as I can tell, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, it's kind of more directly related to Hinduism. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sandalwood has a variety of medical uses, not limited to, but including things like treating the common cold, urinary tract infections, liver and gallbladder issues, digestive problems, muscle problems, mental disorders, hemorrhoids, scabies. So it seems kind of like it was their cure-all specifically. I don't know, you know, how insanely true that is. And we also don't know, uh, you know, how much of like how each thing was used necessarily. There's just evidence of them being used this way. Mm -hmm. And it's been used so commonly and so often that it's another one of those things where people haven't done a ton of scientific research on it specifically. There has been some research done, but not enough to say definitively exactly what the properties of this are. Still, some scientific research that has been done suggests that benefits of sandalwood might include you know increasing alertness so people have you know had better blood pressure you know a little bit higher heart rates things like that would show that your alertness has increased a little bit Uh, managing anxiety so being able to remain calm which kind of makes sense for like meditation and things like that Mm -hmm. supporting yeah supporting wound healing so Mm. you know being able to especially the oil being able to apply kind of like directly to the skin or to wounds in order to support the healing of you know injuries and guarding against skin cancer so almost kind of more like a sunscreen although i definitely wouldn't recommend using this instead of sunscreen but you could scent your sunscreen. <laughs> it wouldn't hurt. They often suggest adding this to lotions and things like that. So I might suggest it. And also to help fight bacteria. So it is believed to have anti-inflammatory, antiseptic, and astringent properties. So in that way, you can kind of fight off some infections, they believe, using sandalwood specifically sandalwood oil for a lot of these instances well that sounds great it makes sense why it's so popular yeah and so that's also why it's considered like a very good product to use on your skin especially on your face so you know astringents typically you know help with like pimples and things like that antibacteria you know kills any bacterial buildup on your face without being too harsh Mm -hmm. and anti-inflammatory so 
you know, making sure redness. to get rid of some of the, yeah, some of that redness and stuff like that. And so it's very popular, especially in a lot of like Middle Eastern countries to use home remedies on your skin. One of those things being sandalwood. It's interesting to see like where each region of the world kind of has this like go-to plant and like they all there's like a it almost seems like there's like a plant in each region that has these like top three properties of being like anti-inflammatory antiseptic astringent and like being able to see how they've been applied to that culture over the millennia yeah it does seem like every place has kind of its own thing say if you want to try this and you know i have a lot of allergies so i always suggest like trying something somewhere first before you just like apply it to your whole bod yeah um but this can be a really nice thing to like add to you know kind of like a plain lotion if you're looking for just like a little bit of a scent you can just add a few drops of the essential oil um and like i said you know, pay attention if you if you want something genuine. Remember that you want to kind of check your essential oils before you buy them. So if you have specific ideas, you're like, I want definitely, you know, sandalwood oil. Then oftentimes, what you want to do is you want to look for an oil that has the Latin name on it. So like, you want something that says Santalum album on it. Um, that's more likely to be the genuine stuff because in order to say that you have to have that in it Mm -hmm. a lot of things will say like you know oil blend or like you know a hundred percent sandalwood but it could be like a different kind of sandalwood or you know something on that idea so if you want something that you know is genuinely going to be this especially if you're applying it for some kind of herbal purpose which again i'm not a doctor i'm not recommending that you do that but if you were to do it that's what you want to kind of look for and what are we going to talk about in our next episode on our next episode we're going to talk about tea tree Ooh, yeah fun That also has a lot of similar properties. (laughs) It does, yes. Well, thank you all for joining us on our latest episode of Plant Stories. This has been Sandalwood. Has nothing to do with sandals. It really shocked me. I'm like, where does this name come from? And let me tell you, I got no real definitive answer. Sorry, folks. It says something about it comes from the wood, but it has nothing to do with the sandals that go on your feet. So it doesn't make any sense. It's obviously something to do with Santa, mistletoe family. (laughs) I don't think so. Santa's ancient, obviously. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Santa wears (laughs) sandals in the summer, so like, but it's it's fine, right? He puts sandalwood oil in his beard. I don't know. He wouldn't have such rosy cheeks. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, 
find us on Instagram, you know, give a comment, check out our nice photography. Let us know if you have any episode suggestions. And join us next week. Bye. Bye.